It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Good morning. Happy Sunday to everybody here on 104.5 The Team and the free 104.5 The Team app. My name is Joey Haas. I got Ray Osterhout. To my right, I got Kobe Brigner to my left. And uh, we got some interesting things to talk about here on any given fun day. Uh, thank you for listening and tuning in to this great broadcast that we have going on for you here at 11 a.m. Uh, on a an interesting week, I'd say, uh, just as far as sports go, um, we could get into a lot of different things, I think, Ray. Uh, but I think one good spot to start, actually, before I even get to starting, good morning. Good morning. How are you, dude? Hey, how are you? Good. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving to start it off. Um, let me tell you what, this weekend, these four days off have flown different. by. But but they hit different. They have. They, yeah. they definitely have. Oh, it's 100%. a much needed break, I think, for everybody to kind of regroup. Um, I'm certainly still regrouping from the amount I had on Thanksgiving. I don't know about you. I had a realization. What? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just like a realization. I don't know what I realized. I just, real, I just had a realization. It's pretty much it. But we do have a lot to talk about today, Joe. We've had a lot go on with New York sports this past week. We got a lot to get to today. And um, I believe you wanted to start off with the NBA. Yeah, I actually got a, I got a good one for you. I was going to say, well, we'll start with that is Joey Haas was just at the Knicks game this Friday. So, Joey, if you want, I know you had a story you wanted to, uh, to share with the folks. Yeah. So, I got a bone to pick with New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just where this conversation needs to begin. So, you go down to the city. And I know somewhere a wild... A wild, hungover Zach Shaw is somewhere listening to this right now. Zach, how many different places do you need to go to in order to find a Knicks jersey that isn't, ready? Two options that you get at the NBA store in New York City, okay? I'm not talking about the NBA store in Milwaukee. I'm not talking about, I think, you know what? Here's my hot take of the day. I think there's more Knicks jerseys located at County Center than there is in New York City for the Knicks, Okay. So you go down to the, you go down to New York city and you're telling me that when you go into the NBA store, there's two jerseys, Ray, two jerseys of Knicks players. Can you name them? Um, I'm going to go with Patrick Ewing. No, no, no. Modern day. Okay. Modern, modern day. day. All right. So it's got to be probably Ju- a Ewing, Ewing, Julius here. Randall and RJ Barrett. What if I told you there, there's, there's RJ Barrett's. What if I told you that the other Jersey out there was Kevin Knox? Not Julius Randle, not Derrick Rose, not Emmanuel Quickly, not Kemba, not Kemba, not Cardiac Kemba, but Kevin Knox. Wow. That's, that's probably top three most blasphemous things I've ever seen, right? And I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe the NBA store is just not it today. Let's go somewhere else. Nothing. I had to wait until I got into the stadium to get myself the jersey of my liking. Wow. But absolutely ridiculous. New York City, you got to figure it out. And it was nonetheless, nonetheless, right? It was Black Friday. Do you know how many people probably wanted to go out and spend their hard-earned money on a Knicks jersey? You better be paying me if I'm getting a Kevin Knox jersey. <laughs> Plain and simple. But that's that's my, my New York City trip. Uh, here's one for you. So this was this was breaking news. Okay, uh, right before we we started the show, 
Right. What if I told you that Boston Celtics center slash power forward, Ennis Cantor, has legally now changed his name? And anybody who doesn't know, uh, he's been in a little bit of of beef with his with his country uh, about citizenship. And, and yeah, there's there's been a lot going on, but we have a name change. And uh, I love that you think new, this is valuable. new name goes from okay Ennis Cantor, yep. right? To Ennis is his first name, Cantor being his middle name, and now his last name, which we'll say probably on the back of his jersey, is now Freedom. Ennis Cantor Freedom. Is he trying to be Freedom. Ron Artest? I Sorry, excuse me, Metal World Peace? Is that still his name? Well, no. I mean, he, maybe he's just saying he's got Freedom now. That is, you know, congratulations, seriously. Fair enough. Congratulations. But that's going to be your last name now? Now you're going to walk around with Freedom on your back? That's what I mean. That was kind of my point to the whole thing is... You have to live with that now. And another thing, too, is I'm very proud of my last name. I feel like a lot of people usually are, depending on, obviously, their famous history. But I feel like a lot of people take pride in where they come from and their roots and everything like that. So for him to do that, I mean, not saying anything against him because there you, there you, you, you can do what you want in the world, right? You can. But. And if it's Enos, we're, we're sorry. <laughs> I've been calling him Ennis since, you know, the good days. I think I have, too. Wait, yeah. what is, is it? I don't know. Pronounce it's it again? Enos? Ennis? Uh it's probably one of the two. Or we could probably just say both. Yeah. We're <laughs> just, I'm just going to start calling him Freedom. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And Make every, it easy on everybody. You call everybody else by their last names. Why not call him by his last <laughs> name, right? Cantor Freedom. Cantor Freedom. Yeah, there you go. So that's that was your, your fun tidbit of NBA information. Um, Joel Embiid returns from, from COVID. and uh, Drops th- a banger. Yeah, drops a banger. But definitely... Uh, he, he, he gives some, some comments after the game and he just talks about, would you believe Ray that, that Embiid comes out and says that he thought he wasn't going to make it, thought he wasn't going to make it through COVID. I mean, I had that point too, honestly. Yeah. I was you sitting were, there. You, you had COVID. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was sitting there on my couch. Crazy. And I had those, the sweats. If you've had COVID, you know what I'm talking about. The second day my roommate came home and I was just kind of sitting there and I was like, dude, I might need to go to the hospital. You have that moment. I feel like everyone most likely does. I mean, obviously it affects everybody differently, but from the most people I've talked to, especially with people who have had vaccinations and <laughs> see, this is stuff that only happens here. Joey, just <laughs> Joey just tried to bring down the curtain while it's Kobe. Maybe, it, maybe at some point, Kobe, if you want to get over there and check that out, <laughs> but you, would, you just wouldn't believe at. some of the stuff that happens in here. It's actually... I don't even remember where I was absolutely at. Absolutely phenomenal. Anyway. But, hey, the point being is, you know, we're not we're not a political show, but even Embiid, who is a peak athlete, right? At peak age, like... Yeah, these guys are... Yeah, I mean, every yeah, I mean, he's a, professional sports player is usually in the best shape of their life, right? Right. I mean, depending on the position you play and the sport you play, but a lot you could say for the NBA well, especially most just time. Embiid's age is... is yeah, statu- exactly. Like, just everything. Yeah, so. everything about him would say that he's a very... You would look at him and say he's a healthy, in-shape person. Yeah. And for him to say something like that along those lines, too. But, Joey, do you remember what I said earlier before the season started about who my dark horse was to have a good season this year? No, I couldn't tell you. It was the team that just beat the Philadelphia 76ers last night, who was 10-10 and 10 right now with Carl Anthony Towns at the helm. And that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're just going to invade half that conversation. No, because I think they deserve to be recognized. We're giving the. Let's go. Thank you. That's all I, that's all I needed Wolves. from you. That's literally all I Let's needed go. from you. All right. Now we can move on. Yeah. So I was looking through 
the Eastern Conference standings, and this kind of goes the same for the West. Uh, obviously, there's two great teams uh, in the Western Conference in, in the Warriors and the Suns, 17-2, and 17-3, and three, uh, respectively. But looking at the Eastern Conference, Ray, the worst team, uh, take out the, the worst two teams in the Eastern Conference, right? Mm-hmm. Pistons and Magic, 4-15, uh, and 4-17, and 17, respectively. This is a, a very interesting start to the season. Uh, there's no great teams. There's no awful teams. And the New York Knicks find themselves right in the thick of it at 11 and 9. But looking through this, the differential between the 13th seeded Pacers and the first seeded Brooklyn Nets is what, five wins? Five and a half games. In that's, general. that's nothing. That's really nothing. Yeah. And, we're t- and, and I'm not talking about the sixth seed, I'm talking about the 13th seed. Right? Like those guys shouldn't even be sniffing the playoffs. But going through this, I just I can't believe the parody here in just the Eastern Conference. Like we're talking about the Wizards, the Bulls, the Hornets, the Cavaliers. Like we're not talking about the last few years where you see the Celtics at the top or you see the Raptors. Uh, obviously the Nets are up there, but the Bucks are even in fifth. So it's just such an interesting Eastern Conference right now. You it, even look at the Western Conference too, Joe. Yeah. Like 17 and 2, 17 and 3 for the first two. And then after that, it falls off the table. I mean, 13 and 7, 11 and 8, 10 and 8, 10 and 10. <laughs> you know what I mean? So both conferences right now, you have a lot to prove, I would say. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? No doubt. Usually at this point in the season, we're kind of talking about the best teams in the NBA. And obviously, you can look at the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns on their 16 game winning streak. Yeah. But beyond that, there hasn't been many teams, in my opinion, that have proved themselves that they are ready for the entire season that is coming to them, yeah. for the playoffs that are coming to them. You know what I mean? I know it's early. We're 20 games into the season. We're one-fourth basically through the NBA season right now currently. Which is just actually mind-boggling in itself. Which is crazy. Yeah. But come Christmas time in about a month, we'll be really seeing, you know, when we're about halfway through or a little bit closer to halfway through, what teams are making the right moves and what teams aren't making the right moves. And let's end this conversation, right? We're, we're getting pressed up against the break here. We got a couple minutes. Uh, do you believe, Ray, and I've had this conversation with a few friends. So the Knicks, if you look at the first 20 games in the Knicks season last year, they weren't as good record-wise. You look at the first 20 games this year, 11-9. and nine. Okay, that's good. However, would it be a fair statement to say, and you can correct me, you can you back it, you know, whatever you want to do. Would, you, would it be fair to say that if you look at the 20-game mark from last year for the Knicks versus the 20-game mark this year, there's more hope from last year just because I feel like the Knicks last year were on an incline, right? They were going up the mountain. They were getting better by the 20-game point. Mm-hmm. You look at the Knicks of, of late, right, this season, I feel like they're on a downward slope. Is that a fair thing to say? I feel like I had more hope last year if I looked at the Knicks last year and I said, wow, they're, they're, starting, they're starting to figure it out. This gonna- year I look at it I'm like, wow, they're starting to – not figure it out. I'm they, gonna, they don't know what they're doing. I'm going to tell you that I'm in between on this. I'm not saying either or season. I think I think both seasons, right? You're not last year. You weren't thinking this team is an NBA Finals team, right? No. Okay, but so they were this, competitive. They right. were a competitive. That's team. A, yeah. But in the long run, when you look at the bigger picture, is that's what every team or every team's fan wants, right? Is a championship at the end of the year. Sure. 
So when you look at the Knicks last year at the 20-game mark, you look at the Knicks this year, you're going to say either way, this team is not an NBA Finals team. No, not now, after what you saw. No. The question is, what do you need to do as a GM or as the owner of the ownership of the New York Knicks? What do you need to do in order to make that be a thing, be talked about in the city of New York? Because when's the last time that was even talked about in the city or in the state of New York in general? Right. I think that's what the biggest thing the Knicks fans are looking for is now you have the young talent. But I think there's a bigger thing that they need along the lines of. But who knows what it is? And like, well, you look at the team that Kobe pointed this out to us this morning. Right. You look at the Nets. They have that veteran and Patty Mills who has brought that team together in general. The Knicks are lacking that guy. Well, it's supposed to be Derrick Rose, but he's hurt. Right. But and they he did that. Him. And he they did that last him. year. They need him so bad. He did that last year, but he's not the guy. I think I don't think he's the guy who you need that's going to be a leader on that team. I think Patty Mills, with the way that Greg Popovich coached him coming up, yeah. I think he just knows how to he's be a leader. that. Yeah, he's a coach. He's a leader on that team. Yeah. He's not just a player that's coming off the bench and scoring as much as he is and contributing as much as he is. So I think the biggest thing for the Knicks right now is to put yourself from, okay, we're thinking about the playoffs too. We need to start thinking about championships and how we're going to improve this team from what we have right now. And there's a lot of problems that, that root from the New York Knicks. But I think they first need to address the fact that there was more Mike Bibby jerseys uh, than there was. <laughs> Great jersey, by the way. Vancouver Grizzlies. Yeah. My favorites of all time. But but more Mike Bibby jerseys and less Julius Randle jerseys is the first problem that needs to be addressed. Um, Ray, when we come back, let's talk. I mean, obviously, it was a crazy Saturday in college football. Oh, um, we're going towards another crazy Saturday in college football. Uh, but let's just discuss some of the projected standings, right? Where teams may be uh, going before the actual results are, are let out and we get the rankings. So let's give our rankings here a little bit. Um, and let's also touch on the New York Mets. They had some huge moves. So let's discuss those. And and that's where I know that you'll be, uh, you'll be ready and locked in for that. Uh, so when we come back, we'll do college football and New York Mets. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Any Given Fun Day. This is 104.5 The Team, and it is the free 104.5 The Team app. Number four. Okay. Cincinnati is going to be number three. This is my opinion. You can have yours. So if Cincinnati's number three, Michigan's number four is number two? Um, Alabama. Okay. I don't think that they'll... This is, I like what you think because I don't know if the college football playoff will put up Cincinnati. I feel like they want them at four. So they, yeah, you they could do. even see... Yeah. I think two and three are interchangeable. Obviously, Alabama had a tough time with Auburn, an unranked yeah, Auburn. A and very Michigan bad just, Auburn. Yeah, and Michigan just won. But obviously, dude, any of those games, no matter what, no matter what the record is, I feel like if you have one of those games that are just rivalry rivalry week. That's one of those worthy, tough words to say. Yeah, I can't Try say Try saying it. that five times fast. I couldn't even say it once. Rivalry, 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 yeah, it's just, it, it doesn't come out. Exactly. Um, any of those games, though, yeah, I feel like on yeah. any given week, any of those teams can win. And any another given Saturday. Team, yeah. Any given Saturday. Plain and simple. Um, okay. So I got Michigan at number two. You got Alabama at number two. Yeah. I'll go Alabama at number three. And who was your number three? Mine was, mine was Cincy. Okay. So I had Georgia, Alabama, Cincy. I mean, I think it's going to be those four in general. Yeah. Obviously Alabama won, Georgia won, um, Cincy. And then Michigan, obviously having the huge win against Ohio State. I think those are going to be your four this week. Okay. So let's just go through real quick then. Uh, five, six, seven, right? Notre Dame at number five. Notre Dame. Yeah. 
Good I team, agree. right? I Good agree. team. Yeah. Just out of the hunt. <laughs> which is what... But here's the thing, Joe. When Notre Dame is in the hunt, which is the past few college football playoffs we've seen, yeah. what happens every year? What happens every single year? Implosion? Like, may, yes. Blowouts. Blowout city, you could say. Notre Dame gets to that four spot against Alabama every single year, it feels like. Or they just match up against each other, and Notre Dame just... I don't know. I don't know what happens to them, but it's every it just year. Happens. So do you even want Notre Dame to make a run? Do you want Cincinnati no, or any of no, these teams to no. lose so that they slide up no. or possibly slide up? No, I, I think I like the playoffs. I like how it is right now. I want to see I how what like Cincinnati is capable of. Yeah. And that's why I don't want them at four, because I think it will be a better matchup against Alabama than just where Georgia is. And I think Georgia versus Michigan. So I guess maybe yeah. I'm a little bit biased on the matchups I want to see more than what I think is going to happen. Fair. So my last two... And this could be interchangeable, but Oklahoma State and Ohio State, I think there's there's six and seven. Yeah, Oklahoma State had a good win yesterday against Oklahoma. Yeah, um, and then obviously Ohio State second loss of the year. I think it's safe to say they're completely out yeah, of the playoff I think picture. Clips. Yep. Um, which I don't know if they've been out maybe one year. Yeah. Since since the playoff has happened, so I think that's going to be a little bit weird. But I think it's good. I, I think it's too. good to switch yeah. it up. We, we were even questioning whether you know we could not have Alabama. If things go a different way last night, I think there's there's three things guaranteed in life, right? That's what the that's the old saying, and then you insert the third. I think it would be death taxes and Alabama and the college football playoffs. Yeah, right. Well, not having LSU this year be a big threat to anybody. Actually, you know what? And shout Auburn. out, shout out LSU. That was Coach O's last game. Yeah, and he gave one more one more go Tigers, go Tigers. And it was good. It was good <laughs> stuff. Um, We'll we'll dance back around to the college football playoffs in, in weeks to come, um, but it's always good to get an update. Yeah, it's championship week next championship week. Championship so. week, huge week, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, on the other side, though, on the other side of the laces, one would say, right? There's some new Mets, some new New York Mets. Ray, this is this is your kind of this is this is where your forte lies, right? This is your stuff. Uh, so I'm kind of going to just turn to you. Um, three new Mets. Starling Marte, Mark Canna from the Athletics, and Eduardo Escobar. They're still in on Javi Baez, and they're enticing Max Scherzer. Does this how how much better do these three moves make the New York Mets? You know, I'm not going to say that they make them worse because I think all three of these are an upgrade to the positions that they've had. Um, you're not sure about Nimmo coming back. You have Conforto coming back, who had, just had a down season, right? But you look at these three guys who are coming in. You put Starlin Marte in center field. When's the last time you had a guy that could hit the I'm way jealous. he could? I'm jealous. Exactly. As we were just talking about fan, him. How good and what he brings to the table as a leadoff hitter, right? And a center fielder from a fielding point of view as well. Right. A career. Career. Right? Career. 289 hitter. That's that's impressive. That's What's impressive his OBP stuff. career? OBP. Uh, you're going to have to give me a second on it, but let's see. OPS. What if I told you there's just no no sign of OBP? Well, I'm sure it's probably pretty good for his career because he's oh. always been. Oh, oh, you got something for me? Three forty six. I'm expecting it to be a little bit higher, but that's still really good. I yeah. mean, no, I'll take a third that. of the t- over a third of the time you're getting on base. Yeah, right. And as a leadoff hitter for the Mets, when's the last time you could say that they had a great leadoff hitter or a guy that got on base was able to steal bags? Jose Reyes. True. That's probably the last name that you could bring up, and that was what fifteen. 10, 15 years ago? Uh, at least. 10, 10 years ago. Yeah. 10. So Solid 10. When you look at just him and you what you what Starlin Marte brings to the party, 
Francisco Lindor was looking for help last year, right? You had a good well, he base. He stunk too. So. That as well. But yeah. what I'm saying is, is when you have these other guys who get on base and you have the early part of your lineup, because you look at what he had in Cleveland, right? You had Jose Ramirez and you had all of these other guys that were able to hit the baseball and get on base for him to be in successful positions. When you go out to the plate and you're a third, you're a two, three, four hitter, most of the time you want to see your number one leadoff guy on base, right? So when I think that this also helps Francisco Lindor next year as well, because I think Marte will be on base more. You'll have Lindor and those big three with Alonzo and those guys. They're going to have more opportunities and more RBI opportunities. That's going to help them. Sure, Marte's stats might not be great because the leadoff guy usually doesn't have great stats, right? Yeah, not Along the lines of RBIs, but they have those runs on base percentage. Yeah, just get, get on base. Find ways to get on base. Get on base, steal a bag. Now you already got a guy on, on second base with nobody out, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yep. And then you look at the other two as well. Eduardo Escobar is a completely underrated player in this He's league. Good. He's you look good. at the, what the Arizona Diamondbacks have been the past couple of years, nowhere near anything, right? Not talked about it at all. Oh. Yeah. What those guys have done over there, the, the, the lower tier guys, Eduardo Escobar can play second, third. You can He's kind an of move him around. He's an all-star. Exactly. And you can move him around the infield. He's a switch hitter. He's got power from both sides. It's another way. It reminds me, he reminds me of an Estrubal Cabrera, Joey. Ooh, good name. Right? That's the kind of guy that you're getting. In his early days. Say it slow. Estrubal Cabrera. Oh, my God. Did you like that? Sounds like a good Sunday brunch. <laughs> so when you look I would at take him, a good Estrubal Cabrera. Yeah, and he's just a solid five hitter, in my opinion. He, he's a guy that you want in your lineup and you don't want to face. Yeah. So I think adding yeah. him into the lineup is another guy that helps them out. And then you look at the last guy, Mark Canna, just a power threat, right? A yeah. guy who can hit Very bombs. Good. An entertaining guy that kind of sits towards the, I would say, towards the mid-bottom of the lineup, probably in that 6-7 role. I would take that. And that's not a guy you're complaining about in that role. That might be better than the Yankees 6 or 7. You know what I mean? Right? So, I when you fair. look at this lineup all the way through now, if you add Max Scherzer, and you, if you have Mac, I want to see Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom on the same team. Please. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, this is scary. But I, for right now, I'm for nervous. what the team that they have, they definitely need to improve their pitching, right? You yeah. saw that they lost out on Mats. Syndergaard is now gone. Is that an up or is that a downgrade? I don't know. We haven't seen him pitch in who knows how long, right? Who knows? He hasn't been able to stay healthy. So I think that's the biggest question mark for him going to the Angels. But right now, you need to solidify, right? You need to solidify your starting rotation. You have some decent guys in your bullpen along the lines of Jerry's Familia, Seth Lugo, and other names, right? Dylan so Batances. Give me Dylan Batances. Well, that, that's yet to be seen for next year. We'll see if we can have a bounce back here. But. Right. Um, the New York Mets, though, man. Seriously. Making moves. I'm, I'm impressed. Making moves, man. More moves than the Yankees have made in the last five years. So um, <laughs> that's your Mets talk. Uh, I'd, I'd prefer not to do that again for a while. Uh, but if we do, I, I don't guess. know if we'll have the opportunity to. Yeah, I, I don't know. Honest, I don't you? know. Um, well, Ray, we'll see how they start. When we get back, <clears throat> excuse me. When we get back, let's do. Um, Let's talk Giants football, right? Obviously, they have a huge game today against the Eagles, but there's a lot of other side stories uh, that are going on with the New York Giants. Uh, so let's cover those uh, when we get back. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Given Fun Day. Um, always posting good content, getting you guys prepared for our show, obviously on Sundays, and just giving you good content during the week. So check us out there at Given Fun Day. Ray, when we come back, New York Giants football. It is any given fun day. It's Joey Haas and Ray Osterhout, and we're here on 104.5 The Team.
It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Come on, Billy. Nobody nobody probably knows the true meaning of this song or what the name of the song is or anything along those lines. But let me tell you, it is a New York state of mind. It's soothing. Oh, sure it is. It's good stuff, right? Gets you in your right mind to talk about the Giants, right? When you well, know. it is the New York state of mind, right? <laughs> Welcome back to Any Given Fun Day here on 104.5 The Team and on the free 104.5 The Team app. You're here with Joey Haas, Ray Osterhout. Kobe Brickner here doing an awesome job. Um, and we are here to talk about the gruesome story of the New York Giants. And no better place to start than a Thanksgiving miracle, right? Jason Garrett finally out as the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. Ray, Freddie Kitchens is stepping in. <clears throat> What's he going to do? What's he going to do? What is he going to do? Point and simple, a difficult what's he question. Do? What I'm going to tell you, what I think is going to happen. What do you think is going to happen? I think that this is a good move on the Giants part. Anything besides Jason Garrett and what I watched last night, or sorry, last week on Monday Night Football, Joey, seeing screen passes, yeah. runs, everything you don't want to see with Daniel Jones and the type of wide receivers that you have when you're not using Kenny Galladay in an offense, I think Eddie Kitchen is going to bring a different side of Daniel Jones and bring out the best in Saquon Barkley. What side? Is the left side? Is the right side? What's his better side? I would say his left. I think he's I think he's got a pretty even face, though. Yeah. He's Something that I right. can't say I have. I think I'm a little lopsided, <laughs> but, you know, as far as... Don't Daniel, tell me that. You're going to make it... You're going to have that uh, breaking glass thing. You know what I'm talking about? Where you don't notice something oh, until I, someone I, tells you? <laughs> I thought you were talking about the TikTok filter where you can, like, mirror your face. Isn't that crazy? That's where mine goes. Awful. I know. It looks awful, bro. Oh, my God. Um, Jason Garrett is clips. Is Freddie... So, what do you... I guess the question is, and this com, where this conversation should go, is what is it that we should expect to see from Ke- Freddie Kitchens that we didn't see from Jason Garrett? Like, what? what is... Is it... Giving Daniel Jones more running, like more running opportunities. Is it letting him air that puppy out? Because he's good at doing that. He Freddie Kitchens is exceptional um, at the long ball and just like creating plays from that from that manner. Um, I don't know what I want to see from from this offense now that there's no Jason Garrett. Well, let me let me give you this visual. Right, you look at what Freddie Kitchens did. Paint me a picture in Cleveland. Paint it. You look at how Baker Mayfield did his rookie year when everyone was coming at him saying he was the wrong number one overall pick. And you look at what Nick Chubb did, a guy who wasn't really talked about in the draft that much, a guy who you wanted to see succeed and did and was able to under Freddie Kitchen. That's the kind of thing you want to see happen in New York. You want him to progress Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Now, look, you don't want him, you know, just airing the ball out willy-nilly. You want him to be able to run the offense as it should. Yep. The biggest thing for this team that I watched last week, and this is just based off last week when I was watching them play the play the Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Every single time 
They got the football. It was no pedal to the metal. It was hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley, look for a screen, end around, something to try and make something happen, right? Yeah. You're already on, you're in a third down position, and then basically the the drive is over. over. You want to put pressure over. on the defense when you're coming out. When you have guys with playmaking ability like Saquon Barkley, the problem with him right now is he wants everything to be a big play. He's not getting those ground and pound yards like a guy like Nick Chubb is. And I think what Freddie Kitchen is going to do is he's going to say, put your ego aside. I know your injuries have been up, but we need you to do this in order for us to ha- to be successful. Because yeah, when you get yeah, those ground and pound yards, we're going to have they easier third down conversions. And that's their problem, right? And that's their main problem. I don't mean to cut you off. No, there, you're fine. But that is their, that's their kryptonite is they don't know how to run their first and second down plays. And then they're always stuck with a third and eight, a third and seven. And then you're forced to make a pass. And honestly, I don't know if I want Daniel Jones making that pass. But even when they have that third down conversion, Joey, or that third and whatever it is, it's still another screen or a slant or a bubble screen. It's something small. When you have a guy and you go out in the offseason, you show your fans, you're going to get a guy like Kenny Galladay who just did what he's done yeah. in Detroit with a guy like Matthew Stafford. I know Daniel Jones isn't Matthew Stafford. I understand that. Right. But he still has great route running. He has deep ball threat capability. And what do you have in Daniel Jones? You have a guy who can throw the ball downfield accurately, which is shown time and time again. And the reason that his stats don't look that great this year, he hasn't had the time to do it or the opportunity to do it for even that matter. So when you look at the Saints game and how Galladay, um, Kadarius Toney, and Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones all had great games against a Saints defense that at that point was looking very good, right? What happens after that? Why are we switching up what actually worked and taking deep shots, using your speedy guys in the slot to get bigger plays and to open up the field and create less for, or create more for Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? Because those are the two guys that you want to develop. They're still young. And don't get me wrong, Saquon Barkley is a great back. But we don't know, and a lot of people are still asking the question, is Daniel Jones our guy for the future? Yeah. Well said. Thank you. Well said. <clears throat> All right. What if I told you, Ray, that uh, a good a good news story, maybe a, a glimpse of hope, one would say, uh, maybe even a Christmas miracle at this point, if it, if it keeps trending in this direction. What if I told you that Dave Gettleman will probably be out either way for the New York Giants? I think that's what it, it may be a firing offense or he may he may just retire. But the New York Giants will reportedly be in the hunt for a new general manager. Dave Gettleman, unlikely to return. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported it's also possible that at Gettleman at 70 years old, good-looking 70-year-old, though, I mean, you know, whatever whatever you want to say as far as the guy goes on, on the field, I mean, this guy definitely takes his, he, he lotions up, he lathers up. This guy is, this guy's looking good still. Um, chooses to retire uh, rather than being formally fired. Regardless, it's highly unlikely Gettleman returns for a fifth season. That's just good news, Right. You can look at it any way, any shape or form. That's just good stuff. Uh, so definitely hang on to that one if you're a Giants fan. That's just that's uplifting stuff right there. But we're getting into the Giants game today. They're playing a good Philadelphia Eagles team. I, I'd say an, a, an average to slightly above average Eagles team. And this is a this is probably the biggest game of the season for me. Maybe not from impact wise, but I think what you need to, it's. It's the most important game of the season for me because it's the first game without Jason Garrett. And you need to see what direction this Giants team wants to go. 
What what is Freddie Kitchens and whoever else is is contributing to the playbook? What is their plan? What are they going to do? Because this is this week right here is going to establish a new identity for the Giants, or at least that's the purpose, right? So if they go out there and they become this ground and pound team, okay, maybe they're going to go out there and, and Jones is going to throw thirty five times. It's a, it's a very interesting week and an exciting week to be a Giants fan because you threw out the old playbook. It's gone. So let's see what what's in store today. Can we unlock the full potential of Daniel Jones? Uh, just in, Saquon Barkley's in. No Kadarius Tony, but Saquon's in. So that's a weapon that I would definitely want if I'm opening up a new playbook, right? If I'm Daniel Jones and, and Joe Judge and all them. So this is an exciting week for the New York Giants. And... Uh, I don't I don't know who I'm going to lean with here, but you look at what Hertz has been able to do. He's had a phenomenal season. I think he's gone above expectation for every Eagles fan and really every NFL fan. And the comments have now came out. They don't want to look for a veteran quarterback. They're cool with Hertz. And honestly, I'm cool with Hertz too. Um, but what a, just a very interesting storyline week when it comes to this football game. Maybe not so much in the impact of the race, right, as far as the NFC, NFC East may go. But in general, I think that there's a lot of interesting storylines, future storylines uh, when it comes to New York Giants. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And before I get into mine, I had one of my friends text me excited about the, the Giants stuff coming out today. And I know him and his buddy, who both have an outstanding rivalry with the Giants and Eagles, both on, on, the, on both sides of things. Dylan yeah. and Tim, just want to give them a quick shout out. I know you guys are listening right now. Before I get into my stuff, because what I need to see, Joey, like you just said, is I need, I need something. to see a lot of things. Actually, I know, but, but you want to yeah. see improvement from what they just were at, right? You want to see something else and something different from what Jason Garrett. And is this, you know, all Jason Garrett's fault, I think is one thing that we will definitely see this week as well. And I know a lot of people were calling for his head and calling for him to be out of there. But now it's time for Freddie Kitchen to come in and do something immediately. That's what they're expecting. That's what the Giants fans are expecting of him. And I think the biggest thing, like I was just talking about, is you have to get Kenny Galladay involved. You brought him in for a reason. He's a big-time player that makes big-time plays, and you have to be able to use him how you need him to and use Saquon Barkley in a good way. Because like you just said, Jalen Hurts is doing something in Philadelphia that not many people have ever done, and that's win when you're in a rebuild process. Yeah, And he's been doing it good, right? Sure He has. really just has Devontae sure Smith. Has. They really haven't had Miles Sanders much this year. When they do, they don't use him at all. So what he's been able to do in Philadelphia is a huge thing, and I think that this is a big test for him to come right off and see what Freddie Kitchen can do in a situation like this being thrown sure, right bro. to the fire. Sure, this is good stuff. I'm, I'm excited this week. So that's the New York Giants for you. And, Ray, before we go to break here, I want you to just give me your pick. We're going to go through... We have the luxury today of going through probably every NFL game. So give me your pick before we go to break here of the New York Giants without Jason Garrett and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to tell you this. I think we're going to see improvement from the Giants because I want to see it. I want to just, see these now guys. Just stab everybody. Go ahead. Do it. But I think that the Eagles with the way that they've been playing. Is. I'm sorry, Dylan, but I think the way that the Eagles and Jalen Hurts have been playing, I think the Eagles take this one today. I'm going to go with the New York Giants. Wow. I like it. I like hometown guy. I, I think something good's going to happen here. Uh, <laughs> no Jason Garrett's always a good thing. 
But when we come back, let's let's go through the whole NFL slate that's going on this weekend. Uh, a lot of impactful games. Some guys coming back. Obviously, Saquon Barkley back. Cordero Patterson back for the Falcons. And obviously, he doesn't even have a position, really. I guess he's a running back now, but whatever. We'll get into that at some point in, in the future. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Any Given Funday. It is 104.5 The Team, and it is the free 104.5 The Team app. It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. What? No, that wasn't Chris Brevin, that was me. What? What? It is week whatever it is of the NFL here. I couldn't even tell you. It's just happening at this point. Week 12, Joey. Week 12, week 17. I couldn't tell you. It's just it's just football. It's prime football season. It's any given fun day. It's any given Sunday, really. I mean, right? I guess mm-hmm. we can say that. It's 104.5 The Team. It's the free 104.5 The Team app. And, uh, right, it's time for some football picks. And I think a great place to start would be, and I've gotten a lot of feedback on this comment. Tampa Bay, people, people have just been eating that thing up like it's bre- like it's I a told good bowl you. of Lucky Charms for breakfast. Oh I my told goodness. you. By the way, right before we get into this a little further, you you put your cereal in the bowl first, right? And then the milk. Yeah. What are you, right, well, are you I was a just psychopath? Making, I was just making sure. Who does? Do you know there's, someone who does that? There's weird people in this world. And I just want to make sure that some guy that I talk on the radio with for an hour. You want milk splattered all over ma- you while you're pouring the cereal in? Maybe no. that's maybe that's your thing. Maybe that's your thing. It's I've not my eaten, thing. Dude, I haven't eaten cereal in like 10 years. Well, that's your first problem. <laughs> but let's start here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. Bucks coming in at 7-3. and three. The Colts are 6-5. and five. The Colts are pretty hot. The line here is only Tampa Bay minus 2.5. Ray, who's your pick on this one? What, what do you? What's going on here? Jonathan Taylor's my pick, and that's wow. why I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts. I have been shredding Carson Wentz since the start of the season. Jonathan Taylor has changed my mind. The way they beat the Bills last week in Buffalo, the Bucks have been struggling, and I think this is another statement win to show that the Colts are going in the right direction. I got the Colts. Oof, this is tough. I don't know, man. I think I'm going to go with the Colts in this one. I think I would take the Colts plus two and a half here. I do think the only problem, Ray, is that the Buccaneers have a great run defense and Jonathan Taylor happens to be a running back. I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares either. I think that's a good that's a good <laughs> statement to say. Uh, but with that being said, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Colts. Uh, next up we have Oh my goodness. The Jets, the two and eight Jets against the two and eight Texans. Um the, the infamous toilet bowl, if yep. I would say. Um, Ray, where are we going in this? Well, let me say this first. You look at the games Zach this Wilson's week. Zach Wilson's back. Zach, Zach Wilson's Wilson is back. back, yes. You look at the games this week, and you have games like this, and then you have games that we get into the late window, right? Yep. And you question, what's going on? Here, though, I'm going to go with Tyrod Taylor, and I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. I don't know if Zach Wilson coming back is going to have that much of an impact. He didn't show much promise and a lot in his first few games with the Jets. So I'm going to go with the Texans after beating the uh, the Titans last week. I'm going to go with the latter. I'm going to go wow. with the New York Jets. No way. 
J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. That's right. I'm going to go with the Jets in this one. I do think that there's some promise. I think Zach Wilson is going to remind people that he was still a lottery pick, a very high lottery pick, that is. And I think he comes out today and proves proves that against a struggling Texans team. Uh, so I'm going to go with the New York Jets in this one. Right. People giggle about your Jets talk, by the way. So Do they? Yeah. Yeah. So we already covered the Giants here. Here's one for you. I give you the five and six Cam Newton Carolina Panthers. They are going to Miami to face the Dolphins. The Dolphins are four and seven. The Panthers are favorites in this game by two points. Ray, who are you leaning with in this? Don't get me wrong. The Dolphins have been very good the past few weeks. They've been on a late season surge. I know they're doing good right now, but you know what I'm going to do, Joe, that people on the radio aren't going to see right now? Yes. Superman! Wow. I'm taking the Panthers and Cam Newton. He's been hot since he came back. I'm going to think that he stays that way. Carolina. I think that's a great statement to say. I think I'm going to go with Cam Newton and the Panthers in this one as well. Um, Cam got his homecomers spoiled. Uh, and I do think that he's going to figure it out this week and show Miami why he's still a starting quarterback in the NFL. Next game here, probably, I would say the game of the week. The Tennessee Titans coming in at 8-3, and three, right? Everybody and their uncle's injured. <laughs> Against the New England Patriots, they're in, they're in Foxborough. They're in Foxborough. The Patriots are 7-4. and four. New England is six-point favorites. Six-point favorites. Right. Who are you leaning with in this football game? When you don't have Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, or A.J. Brown, yeah, you're probably going to be six-point favorites. When Ryan Tannehill threw four interceptions against the Texans last week. So if you're telling me Ryan Tannehill is going to outthrow the New England Patriots defense, I think you got another thing coming. You got Damian Harris back. You got Ramon J. Stevenson. I think the run game and the New England Patriots are going to win this game easy, easy, lemon squeezy. You know, the real kicker for me was the fact that Adrian Peterson got cut. Didn't even get a top. They didn't even get a shot. Didn't even get any runs. Yeah, he got a couple. I think he got a touchdown. Oh, yeah, you're right. He did. He did. His first week. And then he just disappeared again. But I think that's the biggest kicker for me, right? There's no no Adrian Peterson. No AP all day. That's it. So, with that being said, Patriots. um, Patriots are good. It's good. It's just good. We'll football, football is better when the we'll Patriots see. are good. I think that is a completely fair statement to make. I need to see uh, Mac Jones in the playoffs before okay. I can say the Patriots are a good team. Next up, we got a nice division rivalry here. We're going the Pittsburgh Steelers at 5-4-1. and one. They're traveling to Cincinnati to face Joe Burrow and the Bengals. The Bengals are 6-4. and four. Cincinnati is four-point favorites in this game. Ray, what are you leaning? You know, you could say that the Bengals have had a rocky season, but one thing that's been stable the entire season, that's Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. That big three is going to have a field day with the Steelers. I just don't haven't liked the Steelers at all. I think they need a new quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger is too old and needs to retire. As long as he's at the helm, I know you have Najee Harris and you have that receiving core, but if you don't have anyone to throw to them, I'm going to take the Bengals and I think that they're going to win this game. Next up, and we're going to breeze through this one. I'm going to go, actually, I'm going to go pick? with uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bengals. So no, eager. I'm, I'm going to go with the Steelers. You know, it's Steelers. All right. Falcons and Jaguars. Just make your pick. I'm not wasting our precious uh, time Falcons. Here. Okay. <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers 6-4 and four at oh. the Denver Broncos. Ray, who's your pick? I hate to do it every week, but I feel like it's every week. Chargers Shocker. I'm not going to take the Broncos this week. Give me the Chargers. 
The Los Angeles Rams seven and three at this the is my Green game. Ba- at the Green Bay Packers eight and three. This is my game of the week. Who's your pick? <sighs> I'm gonna go with the Pack. Go Pack. Go. I know where Aaron Jones just said he's questionable and he might play today. He's actually a game time decision. But the way Dylan's been playing, he's a, he's a lead back, Joe. I heard. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is Aaron Rodgers. And Devontae Adams has been lighting up every team he's seen the past six weeks. Listen, I heard from an inside source that Aaron Rodgers has quite the turf toe. And if I know anything about a turf toe, it's that it's no good. My pick lies with the Rams. Fair enough. Next up, we got the Vikings and the 49ers. I love the Vikings. That's it. Period. Vikings. I'm just not even sold. I don't care about the fact that the 49ers won last week. I'm not sold on. I don't care. The Vikings are still it for me, and I think that they've been proving themselves all season. I think this is another game that they proved themselves as well, the one against the 49ers and Jimmy G. We went so long that we had to restart the, the football meeting. I don't think that we've done that. That's since, impressive. I don't think we've done that since we've been on the show. That's pretty impressive. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Sunday night football, two more games here. The Browns and the Ravens. I think I'm just going to go Ravens in this one. Lamar Jackson's my goat. I'm going to completely agree with you. I know I you think, got yeah. Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield, but that passing game just isn't enough for me to say that the Ravens are, are going to lose this game. And then we go one more game here, the the Seahawks and the football team. The Seahawks are 3-7. and seven. Joey, I'm looking at picks right now, and I see who you picked. Yeah. I've been the one riding the Seahawks all year, and we are well, swapping. Well, it, it was just time, all right? <laughs> now is the time? Now. Now right. is the time. With the Washington football team on the rise? Absolutely. All right. Fair enough. I'm taking the Washington football team this week. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Huh. Well, that was interesting. (laughs) It is every week, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, that's about all we got here. It's time for football. Make sure you check your fantasy lineups, all that good stuff. Thank you again for listening to another episode slash, what would you call it? I don't know. Regularly, regularly scheduled appearance. Sure. On 104.5 The Team. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at Given Fun Day, Twitter at Given Fun Day, Facebook at Given Fun Day. Give us a follow. Give us a shout out. Interact with us. All that good stuff. Raymond's. You know how we do it. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, make sure. You don't forget. So what the fun days roll.